Hello, good evening. Welcome to Business Life. Coming up in this edition, Bank of Ghana to continue with dollar support program for fuel imports until a new deal is finalized for implementation. We'll hear from the National Petroleum Authority. The BOG has made it very clear that they are in tune with bringing the BDCs under the Good Purchase Program. And the BDCs are uh, that happy is the about that. For, uh, the gold gold. So I think program. we, we yeah. keep saying G4O program, but it's not uh, the whole idea is to be able to buy gold to finance our oil imports. Mm. That's the Visiting World Bank president pledges to help Ghana develop more ICT initiatives to create jobs for the youth. And will need. So the World Bank is very committed to the jobs agenda, which is creating good and, uh, and, uh, uh, and interesting jobs for all the people in the country. Plus, stand chat to sell five subsidiaries in Africa to access bank. We will find out why these global banking giants are leaving the continent. We have details of these and many others lined up for you. Please stay. It's a pleasure to have you on. I am Pius Kojubaka and look now at our stories. The Bank of Ghana is program for fuel imports until the new deal is finalized for implementation. Well, this is one of the agreements that the central bank has reached with the bulk of the Now, it follows concerns that the central bank will soon hold support at the National Petroleum Authority. And the central bank has been very clear that the, so the IMF conditionalities does not really say that stop the auction for the BDCs. Now, the reason why the so BDC BOG has agreed that they are still going to roll ahead. The, the BDC auction that started last year, April mm. to date, has yeah. not been able to meet 100% of the BDC's mm. demand. Yeah. I think they met 37% of yeah. their demand since they started. Yeah. The last auction they did, they met 25% of their demand. So we are looking at how can we look the other forex demand they have, mm. how can we cover that? So the gold purchase program, which has shown that it has advantages, is what's going to happen now. The BDCs have been asked to come back with a, a proposal on how they are going to finance this gold purchase because you need to buy the gold before you can liquidate it and give them their dollars. So now there's an agreement and there's a clarity that this is the way to go. And that's how can the BOG has given the um, calendar for the next auction. They are not going to stop the auction now because if we allow the CD, the, the, the auctions have helped to a large extent to stabilize the CD. Yeah. On and when that, they just announced even the calendar, it brought some, some certainty. Exactly. So the, so the BOGs are aware of this and therefore will not just rush to um, take actions that will cause our city to start depreciating mm -hmm. again and lead our prices start uh, to start rising again. So the BOG has made it very clear that they are in tune with bringing the BDCs under the good purchase program. 
and the BDCs are uh, that is the code for the, the gold code. G4 so I think we, we keep saying G for O program, but it's not uh, the whole idea is to be able to buy gold to finance our oil imports. Mm. That's the objective. Mm. Not that boss may buy it and give it to the BDCs, mm. but even if we can get the BDCs, like I said, to also bring their cities, yeah. it's used to purchase gold and then it mm. can finance their import. Mm. The boss currently has been importing products mm. and um, supplying the market, so it's doing part of the market. Mm. We still have the part that the BDCs are doing. I think it's also very important to uh, clarify that even before G4O, Boss was bringing in products and selling to some BDCs. Okay. Not all BDCs import products on their own. Okay. So um, the Gold for Oil program only gave them the advantage of they mm. getting their Forex funding through the Gold Purchase Program mm. with the BOG has. Mm. So I think um, with time, you would see that um, the BDCs may confirm to you themselves that the discussion that we've had with Bank of Ghana, we're very positive and they're happy about it, mm. that they are going to go. And so their the assurance from BDG is that they're not going to take any abrupt decisions that would disrupt the market. Not at all. Still would intervene to meet their FX need, at least for a while, yeah. before we look at alternatives that can stabilize the yeah. The idea is that once the gold for oil, the, the, all the BDCs are brought under the gold purchase program, then the auctions can stop. I think the concern is having different auctions, like multiple auctions by the central bank. That's what IMF is against. But it's not against the central bank taking measures to ensure that the inflation is addressed. Mm. And like I said, petroleum products is one of the key factors that leads to inflation in this country. Mm. And the BOG has made that clear. So as long as um, it's a, a full price contribute to that, they are willing to support the import of petroleum products so that there is some certainty to the price of petroleum products. <laughs>
Africa and the Middle East region mm. to still continue with their standard business. So it's not as if they are moving out entirely and moving out of the region. Okay. But it's just an issue of repositioning themselves in areas or economics that are more profitable. But could Ghana be next looking at the fact that Standard Chartered Bank over the years has carried out some restructuring of its business in Ghana, do you think? Information coming out does not point to the fact that Ghana will be next. In mm. fact, um, it is seven markets that Standard Chart is exiting, of which we have seen five from Africa. In the same release, Middle East was also mentioned. Mm. We have not yet heard of the exit from Middle East. So, for now, until we hear any other information from Standard London, one will say that Ghana is a safe place to do business as far as Standard is concerned. Mm. Again, on the issue of the business restructuring, the model that Standard is using, if you have observed Standard over time, realize that Standard has pursued more of the differentiated banking strategy where they do much of their business in the area of wealth management and asset management, and a little bit of their business also in the area of intermediation, in other words, loan or lending. Yeah. So clearly, if you look at this particular model, and you look at the results that Stanchard has been posting over the period, clearly Stanchard has not been the typical commercial bank that has branches all over the place. Yeah. Stanchard has assumed a more of a conservative approach and they do their business by focusing on a particular segment of the market and they differentiate their product in that particular market. And so far, that business model has been really, really successful as far as Stanchart is concerned. So I would say that Ghana is profitable for Stanchart looking at the business model that they have adopted. And until we have any information coming from the parents, UK Stanchard. Mm. One cannot say that Stanchard will be leaving Ghana anytime soon. Dr. Amwa, do you think we should be worried um, some of these global giants are getting out of Africa? The first was Barclays, which sold to, uh, its business to APSA. Should we be worried? But it's a yes and no question. Yes, in the sense that, you know, when these banks come out with the information that they are leaving or they are relocating, it paints a certain picture of the local economy that they are exiting because capital will go to places that the returns are quite good. And so if these global giants are relocated, it means that the host countries that they are in currently is not posting or promising them enough returns. Hence, the need for their capital to relocate to other regions where the potential to rake in more value of profit is higher than where they are currently located. So, in the interim, that is how it will look like. Again, we talk about the issue of job losses, etc. But you have to think about it from the owner of the capital's perspective. If the owner of the business decides that this particular location is not good for my brand and for my bottom line, what can you do? There is very little that you can do. What you should rather be thinking about in terms of the yes, it is good for us, the no, it is good for us that when they are exiting, have we built enough indigenous and domestic firms or institutions that can assume or acquire the ownership stake in these businesses so that when they are exiting, they don't sell off to other foreign multinationals. But rather, we have local or indigenous firms 
that can acquire their interest. That is what we should be looking at. We should be, we should be looking at so that in the end, we succeed in buying their brands and using their brands to complement what we have in our economy. So we should be looking at it as an opportunity and the managers of the economy should build the domestic firms so we can acquire the states. If not, when they are exiting, they will exit by selling to other foreign multinationals and we end up not benefiting from the assets that these institutions should have acquired when they are leaving. Mm. I know you mentioned that Ghana, for instance, is profitable, for which reason we need not to worry about. But do you think Africa is no longer profitable um, following this development? Do you think so? No, you cannot say that Africa is no longer profitable because data shows that Africa is young. Data shows that usage of technology in Africa is very high. So Africa is really, really promising. Mm. You see, it depends on the interests of the parents of the multinational. And you see, it's not only Africa that is the destination for foreign direct investment. In fact, data suggests that Africa received the least in terms of percentage of foreign direct investment. Mm. It is about Southeast Asia, it's about South America, and it's about Europe. So when it comes to Africa's share of foreign direct investment, Africa is even not as an attractive destination as one would like to, to make it look like. Mm. But then going forward, in the same region of Africa there are some economies that are really, really doing well. And so if you look at the strategies of these multinationals, they don't exit the continent entirely. Mm. What they do is that they fold up in some regions or some economies, then they relocate mm. in other economies that are promising higher returns for their capital. So that is how we need to look at it. In terms of Africa as a whole, not attractive. No, Africa is really, really attractive. By just about repositioning themselves into areas that will give them more than what they are getting in terms of their current locations. Great. Thank you very much. But before you go, I want you to hold on um, as we engage um, my colleague, Joe Biafi, on this development story. I'll come to you pretty soon to um, pick your thoughts on that. But we, are, we do know that government has finally reached a deal with the commercial banks on restructuring the local uh, dollar bonds as well as cocoa bills. And my colleague, Joe Biafi, has joined me in the studio for more. George, what more are we learning? The more we are picking up that this is more of uh, an interim agreement that they've reached with these commercial banks on these papers. Mm -hmm. And now before government decided to launch these uh, invitation they had to go back and engage these commercial banks and other interest stakeholders in terms of those who have critical holdings in the cocoa bills and these local bonds that were issued in dollar papers so government has reached these deals with these interested parties therefore giving it the way to officially go out and launch these more of a, another form of domestic debt exchange program. So not trying to confuse anyone, mm. just like what happened with the bonds. Okay. This is another form of domestic debt exchange program being launched today. Now it accents every individual and commercial bank out that is holding one, these dollar bonds that was launched some time ago to exchange it for a new bond the government is going to issue to them with respect to restructuring the papers. Also, if you hold a cocoa bill as well, mm. it means that from today, government has launched this offer for you to bring that old papers that you're holding in exchange for new papers in terms of trying to restructure these two separate bonds that was launched some time ago. All right, so George, let's focus on uh, the specific bonds, yeah. first of the cocoa bills. Yeah, the cocoa bills, you're looking at somewhere, some significant amount of money here. Mm. So just like what I tried to explain earlier on, mm. that if you hold a cocoa bill, 
right now. You may have a period that thing has been launched now. In around August 4, that was when the offer would end. Mm -hmm. So, again, just trying to break the issues down, just like what happened to the first round of the domestic debt exchange program. Mm. This is a similar thing. It means that it's a voluntary program. If you hold these papers and you want to exchange for these new bills that government is trying to introduce, you have that offer or you have the opportunity to do that. If you don't want to and you still want to stick with the old terms, you can hold on to that cocoa bill that you're holding. Mm. Um, Dr. Amwa, your, your thoughts quickly. Yeah, these are interesting developments on the financial market. Again, it goes to make the case that the country still needs a lot more fiscal space. Mm. So a lot more of the indebtedness of government must be restructured. For the cocoa bond, we had information meant for individuals. They were, they were meant for institutions. Some way, somehow, the bank sold it to individuals. So it's up to the individuals to take a decision as to whether they may want to exchange them for the new ones or hold on to get what they were promised. The same applies to the, the dollar-denominated bonds. Mm. Again, it's up to the holders to decide to exchange it for the new ones or to hold on. But then the, the whole thing is this. You need to look at what has happened to the holders of this same instrument when we went through the domestic debt exchange program. And then use that as a lesson to advise yourself as to whether you want to hold on or you want to take advantage of the offer that the government is bringing. Mm. But for now, it is too early. Let's get the details of the offer and then we can have a more informed discussion on what government is promising this time around. Mm. Um, George, let me come back to you. So what impact do you think this would have on the commercial bank? Well, let's still stick to what government has proposed in the offer. Now, mm. government says that it believes that this will help them to close the page when it comes to restructuring of its all the domestic bonds or domestic debts that they are holding. Now, for the banks reaching or agreeing to participate in this offer, it means that there's still some surety going forward in terms of some comfort with respect to these papers. Because with respect to the old ones that they were holding, there was still some uncertainty going forward whether government might be able to meet its obligation to them mm. in terms of settling these papers. Now, with this new deal, it means that they have some surety that based on this whole restructuring program, government can meet its commitment to them with respect to the dollar papers and also the cocoa bills as well. On the part of government, it argues that mm. it will now go a long way to more of close the paper or close the chapter, sorry, on this domestic direction program. And that will go a long way also to help us the IMF program and have some surety going forward. On the part of government, they feel that now they have some surety going forward respect to this whole domestic debt exchange program. All right. Thank you very much, George Yafe, for that clarification. It's my colleague here at Joy Business. And Dr. Benjamin, we are grateful for your time as well on Business Life. You're watching Business Life with me, Pius Kojo Baka. We've got more for you after this break. Bro, see, with the Echo 
your salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Free debit card. You will enjoy free life insurance. Free debit card save while you spend and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven and even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo This Ecobank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Yo, Mr. I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. The World Bank is impressed with the digital innovations ongoing at the Accra Digital Center and has indicated its readiness to support such employment creation ventures. This is an assurance coming from the World Bank President, Anna Bejadi, who is in Ghana. According to her, the Bretton Woods Institution is making efforts to skill up entrepreneurs through technology. She was speaking to journalists after inspecting some initiatives at the Accra Digital Center as part of her working visit to Ghana. Um, a couple of important words there is really scale up and uh, uh, what I like about projects like this is that they test out new things so what we've seen today visiting here is that we've seen people being trained we've seen people being in the process of producing new products that maybe we don't even know about yet and we've seen people network and what I like about this is that it brings a lot of new ideas, which is exactly what Ghana needs at this point in time, because there's a young dynamic population that is increasingly reaching higher education attainments. And what we now need to pivot from is, in, in addition to great education, is skills, and skills for the future that the job market needs and will need. So the World Bank is very committed to the jobs agenda, which is creating good and, uh, and, uh, uh, and interesting jobs for all the people in the country, and particularly the youth. So this is great, and this is very, very interesting. So we're here to stay, to continue to invest in these types of interventions. Getting started, but we had uh, a very, very good morning visit uh, and discussion with the authorities, broadly on the economic outlook of the country. Like many countries around the world, Ghana also is having difficult times economically. Uh, but we are working closely to really help uh, move on many important areas to be able to improve the economy, particularly bring down the cost of living inflation, which is hurting many people around the world, but also continuously improve the business environment, more private sector, more jobs. 
In a bid to promote um, financial literacy among the youth in the country, the Ghana Stock Exchange, together with the Central Securities Depositories, has partnered the Young Entrepreneurs um, Network to launch the youth investment education programs to deepen the financial knowledge of young people while investing in the financial markets. Speaking of the launch of the program, Head of Marketing at the Ghana Stock Exchange, Jerry Bwachidankwa said the program aims at creating awareness about the capital market and also giving career guidance to students. Here's more from the launch. The Youth Investment Education Program aims to promote interest in savings and investment amongst the youth, thus boosting financial literacy. Speaking at the launch of the Youth Investment Education Programs, Head of Marketing at the Ghana Stock Exchange, Jerry Dankwa said, they are targeting about 10,000 students across the country to increase their knowledge of savings and investment, as well as activities on the capital market. Yeah, we look forward to a very exciting program, and the whole idea... And the ultimate aim of this financial literacy program, be organized by the Ghana Stock Exchange, CSD and Young Investor Network, is to ensure that every Ghanaian becomes financially literate. Until every Ghanaian becomes financially literate, financially literate, we will not stop this program. Because we believe that when people become financially literate, they will make informed decisions and they will make sure they, they make the right decisions with regards to their money. CEO of Central Securities Depository, Michael Mesa, says the investment education program will afford students the opportunity to deepen their skills in financial markets. Collaborating with the Young Investors Network is one of the ways that the CSE can drive its objective of deepening knowledge of the financial markets of Ghana and investments opportunities available. The thirdly, programs focused on the deepening knowledge of young people in the financial markets and for that matter, encouraging them to invest in financial assets constitutes an important element in achieving economic growth and development. On his part, Executive Director of Young Investor Network, Fibuzi Ache, expressed his outfit's commitment to educate the youth on financial literacy and business skills with investment programs designed to support a favorable business climate. Young Investors Network is there to bridge that gap. We give, uh, through our workshops, through our training sessions, we give the students the opportunity, we give them the necessary training to relate. So... Basically, we want to impact knowledge on students. We want to give them that experience in so that they can also uh, make some decisions, financial decisions in their daily lives. The Youth Investment Education Program is expected to prepare the youth to become socially and financially competent adults to contribute to the socio-economic development of the country. Thanks so much for watching Business Live here with me, Pius Kujobaka. And just so you know, come Tuesday, we will bring you our pre-budget, media budget presentation where we have great panelists uh, lined up, economic transformation, what should the policy direction be in the 2023 media budget. We've got Professor Goffrey Bofkin, we've got um, Dr. Humphrey Enyim Dake, uh, we've got Joseph Oben, we've got Mark Bidou Abouadje, we've got Yaolati and Edward Kariwe, as well as um, Falong also coming on board you just don't want to miss out it's tuesday 18 july 2023 1 p.m to 3 p.m on all our social media platforms including joy news and live on radio on joy 99.7 fm do make a date thanks so much for watching see you next week bye